Welcome to Leadership Matters, a podcast hosted by me, Steve Parker. This is a series that brings a fresh perspective to leadership motivation and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan and the world's most successful leaders. And to find out more about why, Leadership Matters. I'm very lucky today to have Quan Chen in the studio. Quan is the founder and creative director of Storywear. This is Taiwan's only zero-waste designer fashion brand. Storywear headlined three successive Taipei Fashion Weeks from 2019 to 2022, was selected for the Taipei City Government Social Enterprise Development Program, and received a prestigious Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award and Buying Power Award from the Taiwan Ministry of Economic Affairs in 2021. This was a result of having supported the Cerebral Palsy Association to raise over 40 million NT through a fantastic and innovative public outreach campaign. Quan was educated in Canada. She's got a master's degree in fashion management at the University of the Creative Arts in the UK. She's a branding and marketing specialist with over 10 years of experience in the fashion industry, and she's chosen to do what she does now, storywear. We're going to hear a bit more about that. It's so good to have you here. I mean, I've been doing this podcast now for two years, and I've been chasing you for two years to come on this show. So it's uh, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Now you've, uh, I mean, you've had an amazing career. I mean, you actually you study, as I mentioned in the intro, you studied fashion. Mm-hmm. That's your thing. You've taken that and you've actually made it into a. Do I call it a social enterprise? Would you use that word? Yeah, for us, we are a social enterprise and also a fashion designer brand. Right. I've always argued that this is the future of business. Mm. Is it, you know, business that does good, you know, business that takes the kind of um, the element of making the world a better place as part of its kind of KPIs, you know, measure mm. yourself on how you affect the world. Mm. But you still have to make money, right? You still have to have a successful business. Exactly. Yeah. I think th- the theory that you mentioned is so correct so right because for us i think every business should be social enterprise not just us like everyone you know the big company they should be social enterprise and and social enterprise means you generate profit but also do good things it's about measuring everything that you do your impact Mm, right you've got to measure the whole thing i i mean i've i've known you for a very long time Mm. and i've been sort of involved on the on the outskirts of watching you and your yeah, business it's from grow. really small like it's from scratch till I mean, now I remember you kind of you know almost I don't want to say begging but you know you know do you know anybody who has some spare denim or you know like recycled denim we can use and uh, and I remember you building this thing and you've had places I've seen you having kind of pop-up stores I've seen you having uh, you know getting designs and pushing them out there and sharing them and now you've just come back from Amsterdam mm-hmm. right yeah. Fashion, what do you call this? Fashion week or whatever it is. What is it? Yes. The- uh, it was a Denon Day in Amsterdam. Okay. And also there's Milan Design Week. So we were there for survey and also for trade. Right. This is, you know, coming from this kind of quirky little social enterprise as people viewed it back at the time, right? And now you're a genuine fashion powerhouse. Yes. Yes. We're really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great journey, though. It is. And then we, we are lucky because uh, we only start up for four years. And I was one man company when we met. <laughs> and, one and woman company, one woman one company. One woman, yes. <laughs> and, 
And after four years, now we are attending fashion week every year. And then usually one show we have like 500 people attend. And we are the only upcycle design uh, ready to wear brand in Taiwan. And we have two uh, flagship shop right now. So it's expanding quite quite fast, but and it, it's good. I mean, we can we really want to prove people that social enterprise can make money. Let's come back to the social enterprise bit a little、mm. bit later. But now, I mean, this this is really talking about leadership on here, and I want to talk about how do you? I mean, from a startup to a point, how many employees do you have working? I mean, part timers or whatever. How many people are, are in the universe now? Right now, eleven、uh, uh, people. I'm assuming there must have been some kind of process of you get to know people. Some people don't really fit in. We'll have to move on, right? And then you find the ones that you think are going to be able to contribute longer term, or but how do you go through this process of finding people that get what you do and are willing to be involved and also can contribute? You know, finding people. Yeah, be- it's、uh, people is the most difficult part. Even we are struggling right now. Still, still, we are looking for partners and we are looking for impact investment, and we need really good partners. By working together, like employments,、uh, it's really hard. People come and goes, and I think the most important things I just realized recently that you really need to like the concept of the company.、Uh, when you choosing people, you need to focus on what、uh, the core value of the company, and if as the people recognize that value, and that's very fundamental things. Once they really recognize your value, they work for you, and it, it will be really easier to communicate. So before I was like, we we really have budget concern. So you know, every everyone coming here is like freshman and cheap labor, not standard. So how, how do you deal with that? How do you do? You like put an advert out saying we really want awesome people who are amazing who are willing to work for nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Yeah, but still, I think that's the benefit being social enterprise. Well, a lot of young people right now they choose the company. They don't really go with really high salary, but need to you know work really butts off for their company. They work for the value. So when we look,、uh, the people who work for us, they nowadays people really love sustainable fashion, and they really want to learn something from the company, and that's what we can offer. And we don't just offer local info, informations, or you know how the operation goes. We also going overseas internationally, and that's something that as a fashion designer in Taiwan, they cannot reach of. Because even for a fashion brand in Taiwan, they don't really go internationally. So I think there's a good so, chance. So this this is a super interesting point because people accuse Taiwan all the time of not being able to do branding. And to be honest, I, I understand why. I understand where this kind of comes from because often in Taiwan, companies are more obsessed with the the cost and the return and、exactly. immediate short term value. Right? I need to sell this. It's trading. It's a trading kind of mentality. I think our culture here is very much based on trading. You, however, have you've gone beyond that,、mm. right? You're an international brand now. How do you go about building? I mean, this brand story is super interesting. How do you go about building a brand and remaining remaining true to that、mm. brand? Well, I think that's initially why I starting Storywear because I really want to create a brand that represent Taiwan, and Taiwan is a, such a good place to 
create this sustainable fashion industry because we have really great textile company in Taiwan and giant uh, textile manufacturer in the world in Taiwan. It's all like from Taiwan, but we are lack of building branding, just like you said. And we we really want to create something that represent Taiwan. Then we can bring Taiwan to international market and people recognize. Oh. There's this place called Taiwan, so that's the initial things when I start the company, and from that branding is the key in Storywear. And by building a fashion brand, you need branding, that's for sure. And since for for Storywear, everything is upcycled, made by recycled jeans and textile desktop fabric. And the maker who make our products are people in need in Taiwan, like women locally. And also, some is from cerebral palsy family that, like kids, they they have cerebral palsy symptoms. And so, so, I mentioned that in the beginning that you did this. You did a lot of work with the cerebral palsy, mm. um, and you raised uh, forty million NT yes. through mm. your uh, fashion brands, and you continued to support. Yes, by giving employment to people who may not otherwise be able to work.、Mm. I think that's coming back to the social enterprise aspect.、Mm. I want to talk、mm. more about the branding, but this you brought this up. It's really interesting. The social enterprise aspect of what you do is, you know, I don't want to say it's giving back to the community because it's not,、mm. but it's giving opportunities to other abled people who may not be able to or would not be trusted by some communities to do the work. But you're giving them an opportunity,、mm. and you're seeing the results, and the results are fantastic. Yes, yes, and it's actually building on my branding, and we are like this month is Fashion Revolution Month for us. So Fashion Revolution is a organization from UK, based in UK, and it's about、uh, transparency. They they are promoting transparency in fashion industry, and now this is a promotion tool for us, and we are actually doing that exactly showing the transparency process about our brand. So this is actually even this this whole process is adding the value to my branding, and not just that I'm a manufacturer brand that you know only showing beautiful things, but we showing people that fashion can be something else, and that's that's a branding as well. So adding up to fashion and social enterprise, and that actually put us into this really unique、uh, place. So how do you go about being authentic, though? And I've seen this before, where people go,、oh, you know, CSR is really important. Twenty years ago, you know, or social enterprise is the thing. I want to make a social enterprise, and that'll be good for my brand. You know, yes. <laughs>、um, I don't think you can do it that way around. I feel like you have to have the core value and the core goal first before、mm. you can build a brand out of it. I think you have to. But I mean, I'm interested to, you know, did you look at it and go, what's a good thing to kind of have as a core value? Mm. And go and get that, or did you have this? I mean, was this in you already? Well, like working with the local、uh, woman's not my initial intention. <laughs> at at the beginning, for me, it's like I'm gonna create something. I'm gonna create a fashion brand. That's it, because I love fashion. But I don't want fashion to be damaging the environment. So I decide to use something that's not brand new. I want to, you know, reduce the garment waste in the society. That's the most important thing I ever wanted. So,、uh, like you said, like being a fashion brand, you need to be fashionable, and that's the most key things. So, when we had this first papa shop, we met at the Huashan. So, everyone they don't think this is made from upcycle,、uh, recycled denims. They think this is just denim jacket. So, people love the product first, and then they found out the. 
story behind it, and they got hooked. So the most important thing things is about the products. That's for sure. And as a fashion brand, you need to be really fashionable and then go on the trend and being classic. I think that's still most important things. So it's interesting. Your name is Storywear. There's a story behind the name. You know, I've been in sales and marketing for a very long time, but also, as you know, I mean, you and I have worked together on projects and stuff like that. You know, CSR into social enterprise this has also been a very big part of my life. I think you always have to give back. But as you say, you have to have at the basic core of it all, you have to have a good product. You have to have something. It's not enough to say to people, "Well, hey, my product is uh, is helping uh, rural communities, so you have to buy it." If your product is terrible, right? This is what I'm hearing from you. If your product is terrible, why? Why exactly. would you, right? Yes. So you've still got to have a good product. Mm. So this is where social enterprise comes in, right? It's a an organization that has to be a good company. You mm. have to have a good product, a good story, and then you have to have values, core values mm. like yours are. You you wanted to create fashion, but not damage mm. the environment. That's your core belief. At what point did you kind of start reaching out to the wider community, like the you know the the women in trouble, um, the cerebral palsy? At what point did you start to reach out to work with these disadvantaged groups? Well, at the very beginning, because when we looking for factory to manufacture our clothes, there's no factory want to make our clothes. <laughs> So that's why, because、uh, no factory willingly to disassemble denims for you. Our collection, we disassemble jeans first, and then put it back together, make it into jacket. So this process needs to be hundred percent handmade, and there's no factory willingly to do that. So we spend around like one and half years. To、uh, set up this the whole manufacture process, so during that period of time, we look into,、uh, you know, back in thirty years ago in Taiwan, Taiwan was a really big manufacturer country. So, a lot of tailors in Taiwan they actually really good at making clothes because they used to make a lot of clothes. But just because you know the industry. Shipping into China or Cambodia, so people lost their job. So we still have a lot of women like that in Taiwan. So now they belong to NGOs、uh, or they work at home by themselves. So now we just work with them, and they really help us to manage this whole and entire collections. Did you connect with any particular NGOs? A lot of people have an idea, right?、Mm. Oh, I want to work with、uh, underprivileged groups, but if you don't, <laughs> you know, if there's nobody in your environment that is,、uh, you know. Yeah, you have to look for it.、Right. I, I attend the, those、uh, governments events, helping you know、uh, different kinds of women in need, and also you need to search it for it, and and you'll see, and people will refer it to you as well. Right, just start、yeah. on the journey, right? Yes, and we're still looking for more people to make our garments. So willingly to email us <laughs> if you have inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you the emails at the end, and it'll be on the website. Please uh, just uh, click uh, below and subscribe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, I want to talk about this. I don't want to call it networking, right? Because networking has a sort of a business connotation, and some people hear networking go,、oh, I don't want to do networking. But what you're really good at, the advice that I often give people when I when they come in, especially younger people that work for me, I always say you've got to be in the room, right? Get yourself in the room. You know there are lots of rooms in the world, but it, you're never going to get an opportunity or a job or whatever if you're not actually in the room where people are, right?、Mm. What that room is is a totally different thing. It could be you know it could be chat groups, it could be、uh, you know networking events, it could be anything. But you've got to be in the room. You're really good at being in the room. 
I don't think, you know, you're not like super outgoing. You're not like, you know, life of the party kind of person, but you're really good at being in the right room. Do you have a kind of a process for networking and how to go out there? And, you know, I'm looking for advice here for people who are trying to build Mm. useful networks. I've been to your parties. I've been to your events. I've been to your things. (laughs) You know, the people that turn up there, I'm like, wow, what? (laughs) How do you know (laughs) know, each other? (laughs) You've got got Soda Green. You've got all these, you know, like super celebrities and stuff like that. People that I, you know, I've seen in commercials. I've seen places. And they're supporting your brand. They're supporting your, uh, you know, how do you get in the room with these sorts of people? I don't know, actually. That's a tough question. This sounds really easy question, but I don't know. <laughs> just, but, but I think the key thing is when I starting StoryWare, once I tell them our values and what we are doing, we attract the right people with the same value or the same promise they want to do for their life. And so, for instance, Afu, the musician, he was building up this a zero-waste concert. So he really wanna helping the musician in Taiwan to grow their grow their talent. As we say that the information is too much nowadays. Like you can even for the music industry, every minute there's like a hundred song produced and people forget about it the next days. So that's really frustrate him. And that's why he wanna create a zero waste uh, concert which is net zero current currently net zero concert and inviting not the famous celebrities but but the people with talent that they can perform on this concert and everything so our concept clicked and we are doing fashion they are doing music and we combine together to produce a fashion show so i think i think the universe helps you <laughs> seriously okay yeah. that's the easy answer right <laughs> so, oh it's okay just the universe will help exactly. you exactly <laughs> There is a theory, though, that some people talk about that if you're a, and, I, and I've read a Harvard study years ago, and I wish I could find it, but I read this Harvard study that said one of the key factors for success for anybody is basically likability. Mm. You know, don't burn bridges, don't be a, I, I can't use certain words because we're recording this, but, I, you know, don't mm. be that kind of person, mm. right? And at some point, the universe will come back and support you and help you if you're, you know, people generally forgive people that are nice, Mm. right? Mm. If they're maybe not quite as good at their job, but they're a good person, Mm. there's more leeway. There's more, and they're more willing to help you. And maybe, you know, I I feel like maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I feel like what happens with you is that people just want to help you. Yeah. So I think basically you're just a good person. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Well, and I help each people too. So like we helping each other, just like the local, you know, the maker, uh, we, we don't really put them into this very vulnerable group. Uh, we don't describe that. It's more like we helping each other. We are partners. And so when there's something coming up, they, they come to uh, something, maybe some funding come out. They will be like, Quan, you should apply this. Uh, the that Taoyuan government will love you. And then they introduce each other. Or, you know, the celebrity will, they introduce us to them and then we'll be their stylist. And I think it's like helping each other out. Is, uh, it helps to spread this network bigger and bigger. Right. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of things coming from you here, but one of the things I'm just hearing is like, basically, just be nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> but sometimes you need to protect yourself too. Right. Yes, right. yes. But nice is really important because the circle is really small, like social enterprise circle, fashion industry, you know, eco-friendly industry. So everyone knows everyone. So just... Yeah, what goes around comes around, right? Yes. Right. 
I've just finished a, a couple of weeks at uh, Ming Chun Dashi where I've been looking at these, um, they've been doing kind of online CVs. They want to put kind of videos out there to say, you know, I'm looking for work and how. And so I've been a, a judge and a mentor on this, this program, very, very short program. What I've noticed about most of the people who are putting these CVs and stuff out there, that they are, they're coming across like, here's what I want to do. I want to build my own business. They're not talking about jobs. They're not really talking about money either. They're talking about the thing that I feel passionate about. Mm. Right, they want to do the thing that they feel passionate about. Do you have advice or thoughts on how to take that? Because you've done this and you've done it very, very well. Is to take your passion project one, how do you decide if it's got legs? How do you decide if it can actually get there? And then, how do you take the first step, second step, third step to go? Right, and my third question is, how do you keep believing? Mm. (laughs) You know. Yeah, I think that's really important questions because nowadays a lot of young people, they have dreams and passions, but we need really need to measure what you are really good at. You love to draw, but you don't have the skill to draw. Then that's your passion and that's your interest. <laughs> right, that's on you. Do that in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. So really, you need to measure what you're really good at and you really like to do and you learn that uh, even you you don't know how to draw but if you willingly to go deep into it and practice into really professional in a way then you can start career from there so from passion to dream come true you know dream is a really romantic word nowadays but i keep telling young people that it's 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 a hard work need to bust yourself you need to for us it's like we need to generate money as well as draw fashion design collection and managing people and do marketing everything together so what you're really good at that's something you need to survey yourself first and are you willingly to sacrifice all your time to go deep into this dream that you really want to accomplish and from there you know what you could add and what what your passion is and combine together and then you go to go to the next step and when you starting up your company or you going to this career that you really passionate about and keep trying before you start out company i really think that you need to go into different kind of feel like related feel and to experience what does it really like to do that job so before i i start out my company I was in trade, I was in local fashion designer brands, and I was in advertising agency, PR agency. I've been through a lot. And then I know that, okay, now I do have this talent and, and the experience to do what I'm really good at. So you need, really need this whole process and in order to de- develop into now. I think this is a really good message here because, um, you know, what I've been hearing over the last couple of weeks from from 20-somethings who are talking about their, they're all talking about the end game, right? They're talking about where they're going to be. But that journey, you know, I mean, it's, for every successful person you see, there's there's a couple of weeks at Starbucks, uh, maybe there's a couple of years working in a 7-Eleven, mm. maybe there's, uh, you know, an apprenticeship in a not-so-fashionable fashion house, mm. <laughs> you know, maybe there's, you know, there's you've got to learn and everything that you do makes you, shapes you, helps you mm. to get where you are now, right? I mean, you're, you know, you look very, very young, um, <laughs> but, you know, you have some life experience, right? Mm. You've been doing things, you've had, as you've said, you've had all those uh, different experiences that you've mm. gone through. And without those, right, 
what I'm hearing from you is without those, I wouldn't. Mm, won't, won't be, won't be like now today. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So this, this idea too, of picking up the skills that you need. I think a lot of people, oh, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to do that. But I think there are certain basic things like, you know, you have to do marketing, right? You have to do sales. You have to understand what a website is or if you want one or yes. make decisions about those. You have to have a vision. People say, well, I want to be a different company, but you still have, there are some basic things, right? You need to put in place. You've got to be able to understand the accounts, right? Exactly. I hate math, <laughs> but I need to study finance now. Right, yeah. right. Again, I'm hearing these from you that you kind of, uh, you need to pick up the skills, right? If you've got a goal, a dream, a passion. I was, I was listening to a Hollywood actor the other day and they were talking about how um, you've got to live your dream. And this is coming from someone who has made movies and earns $20 million a movie, right? So their dream has kind of come true. But if you go to LA, on the streets of LA, for every $20 million actor, there are 500,000 people in the streets who have the same dream. Not everybody's going to get there. Mm. So what separates them? And this, I mean, this is guess my question for you, right? <laughs> what mm. what, what mm. separates the dream from the reality? Who's going to make it and who's not going to make it? And what you, can you do to prepare yourself? I think that's a really important key thing to keep listening to leader and development. <laughs> Seriously. Keep listening to this podcast. Yes. Right? <laughs> Listen to this podcast and you will get you'll, there. You'll get there. <laughs> Seriously, because sometimes luck is quite important things, but that maybe generate like 10% of it. And you need to be prepared for 90% yourself. Because once you have everything, you are, if you're smart, you're hardworking, and then you already yourself is totally ready, then you need to go out there. That's a thing. Then keep trying, keep meeting people and network is super, super important. If once you know uh, a lot of people or, you know, different segments, you can put it together, generate together and help you grow bigger and bigger. So after you are ready, then you need to step up into the market and then let people know you and promote yourself massively that there's no shortcut. I've met people, I've done, I do a lot of work with universities, as I said, I do some, you know, some training, teaching, some lecturing and stuff like that. It's not about me, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, the students that, uh, that stand out to me are the ones that come up to me and ask, you know, whether I'm the font of all wisdom or not is another question, right? <laughs> I'm not necessarily the person that knows everything, but you know, there's an opportunity of someone being in front of you and you see some students will kind of just hang back of the class or whatever. Some come up to me. And you also see the ones that are interacting mm. with everybody else as well. And, I mean, unless you're a brain surgeon, right, you know, there are certain skills that you have to have and it has to be very, very specific to the job, scientific kind of skills. But everything else, business is, is as you're saying, it's about meeting people and mm. building these communities, right? Mm, yeah, because like you, once you step up and you communicate with people, they remember you. So when things come up, some project come up, they think about you. So that's how, because we do a lot of uh, cooperation gifting and CSR for the company and why there are so many social enterprises on the market, but why do they choose Storyware? It's because we keep uh, this relationship with them and then keep sending newsletter to them and WeChat, Line, or, you know, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> and to the Facebook. So keep connect, and then they then remember you. I think it will come to you. So I think, again, I come back to the name Storyware, because 
everything is about the story, right? I talk to my salespeople, I talk to my marketing people, and everything I'm always telling them is always about, one, what's the story? Mm. That's the vision, this sort of stuff. The second thing is, how can we retell the story another time to the same people? You need to be getting information out, mm. but you also can't be just saying the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. You have 11 people. How many of those people are marketing people? I think everyone. Like, <laughs> we, we force everyone to be there, you know, because they, they, when, they, when we interview them, we'll be like, do you, do you like sustainability? Like, you don't have to love sustainable fashion, but like, are you as, you know, do you like this concept and everything? And we will tell them that you represent the company. So every letter you roll out, every message you go out, it's about represent the brand. So it's really important. Even our makers, because nowadays, like if some press come to us, they do the video, uh, you know, interviews, they interview the makers, our sample makers. So they need to tell the story. And if, if it's not from the heart, it's not real. Basically, everyone is a marketing person. I think it's a great idea. I've tried many times over many different, and I've been successful in a couple of organizations where I feel that the, you know, I worked for seven, as you know, through the British Chamber of Commerce, I worked mm-hmm. for a long time. For those seven years, every single one of our staff was very passionate about everything that we did. And we were always talking about the story of, you know, what do we do? Why are we doing this? And I think the, you know, was it Simon Sinek or whatever his name is, you know, always asked, what's the why? <laughs> right? You got to start from the why. It sounds like your why is super clear. Mm, mm. You knew what you wanted to do. Even though everyone has different uh, angle about storeware. So for our sample makers, she just loved to reduce garments. And that's, she think that's her lifetime mission about <laughs> reducing the waste. And for our uh, fashion designer, our des- in-house designer, they love to to upcycle design. So they create this, how to make a pattern that there is zero waste pattern making. So like when we're making a garment, we cut off the fabric, a lot of leftover fabric come out. So our designer is that they will innovate or design into this one piece of clothes that with no leftover at all. So, you know, everyone's from different angles to to accomplish this sustainable fashion mission. So it's, it's quite good. And because the, the, the why is because of this, the whole concept of sustainable fashion, they, they love the concept and they are using their own way to achieve it. I'm always very sad because these conversations have to end. <laughs> Was there a pivotal moment in your life that changed you, that said, you know, because I mean, I know you've done jobs before, you worked in advertising, you worked in fashion. Was there a moment that you just kind of woke up? Was it a day that you just woke up and said, here's what I'm going to do? Was it a slowly burning flame <laughs> that kind of ignited in your brain over a period of time? Or what changed you? By creating storywear? Well, like, when I was little, I always want to have a fashion brand myself. Because like, my parents has a Taiwanese fashion brand. And branding is what I love. Because I found out that when I was in my university years. So I studied advertising design. And branding is something I'm really passionate about. But what industry should I go into? That's the key. So I choose fashion industry. And it's influenced by my parents. And from there, I know that's my goal. But what kind of fashion? That's what I was reaching for. Until I studied my master in UK, then I realized, okay, sustainable fashion is something I really want to. So it is, yeah, it is gradually come out to storywear. Kind of do what you know, right? Mm. I mean, you came from a background where you had resources, right? 
And if you didn't have the parents, I'm sure you're the sort of person who would have sought out mentors or you would have sought mm. out, you know, you would have found people. You're lucky that you've had your parents as a kind of a, as a background mm. to help you understand the industry. But for those of you who don't come from a background, lucky enough to come from a background, seek out mentors, right? Seek out people in the industry. One of the tricks that I've, I've found over the years is that if you ask people, they'll tell you. Mm. <laughs> you know? That's so true. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? I mean, if someone comes up to me, like, you know, I'm in my 50s now, and if someone comes up to me uh, of any age and says, hey, I've heard that you do X or whatever, got any advice for me or how, how would I get into it? I'm going to talk for an hour, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, if someone came up to you and said or called you or emailed you, said, I'm really interested in social enterprise, would you, would you meet them for a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, right? exactly. So here's the advice to anybody who's trying to build something. Reach out. Find, if people are findable now. You know, you can go online and you can find how to contact someone. Send them a note or just, you know, reach out to them and say, I'm really interested. I want to, you know. Yes, yes. The beginning of story where... We use LinkedIn a lot because we need to reach out into like big shots. So stalker aware. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for example, Neven from KPNG, it's uh, right. he's a board One of, of KPNG. Yes, gods, right. He's amazing. And that's really surprisingly the first year of Storyware. We LinkedIn through uh, message him through LinkedIn, and he's like, okay, yeah, that's chat. And I was only one person company and then we chat for like two hours. Wow. So yeah, it was amazing. I don't know what this is in English, but you know, the Gui Ren, right? Mm, right? Yes. Just like someone who just helps you when you need it. And mm. uh, it's kind of always been there for you. And uh, it's amazing. I mean, here's the message here. A simple message is reach out. Don't mm. be afraid to reach out to people. This comes back to my thought about being in the room, right? You've got to find the room, yeah. <laughs> get into the room. Yeah. Yes, and right? reach out. <laughs> and reach out, and reach out. I just want to kind of summarize some of the things you've said because they've been really, really super cool. We had a lot, I had a lot of questions for you and, and I haven't touched on that half of them, but I, what I've heard from you today is things like people, people are one of the hardest things. Finding the right people is hard. So I guess if you find the right people, value them, but make sure that the people understand what your core values are when you're going through that interview process. I'm hearing also that now more and more people don't really work for money. They're working for an idea, a passion, a concept. So if you sell them properly on the concept and they understand it, they're going to come work with you. Be international, build a brand. Don't build a business, build a brand. Your idea of, and this aligns totally with me here, is that every company ultimately should and will be a social enterprise in the future. And I, I agree with that completely. And if you see the big companies, they're moving towards that now too. They're trying to create this, not trying, they're actually creating these sort of shared value propositions, yes. mm. right? They're building impact, ESG, et cetera, into their KPIs. Networking, we've talked a lot about networking, you know, get in the room, ask people questions, don't be afraid. Nobody's ever rejected me if I've just said hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, don't be creepy about it, right? <laughs> but just, and don't have, a, don't have a purpose or a goal. You know, don't sell people stuff, yes. right? Mm. Just ask them, I want, I'll need your help. How can I, you know, how can I do this? Learn about what you're really good at and what you're not. And then <clears throat> what I heard from you is you went out and found the skills. If you really don't have them, find somebody mm. who can do them, right? Outsource mm. it or something. This other thing about luck being a little bit important. You got to be in the room. You got to meet people. You got to network. But luck does play a part. But nobody ever got lucky if they didn't actually do anything, mm. right? Right. Just sitting in your room thinking about something, you're never <sighs> going to get there, right? Get out in the world, and if you're a bit lucky, then you know maybe it'll work out. 
this idea, I love this one, is where you're talking about everybody in your company is a marketing person. Everybody down to the supply chain. You know, if your supply chain is not able to express your vision, then you've done something wrong. Mm. So make sure that everybody is aware of the vision, aware of what you're doing, and is promoting the vision of the company. This is a, and get the story clear. <laughs> right, right? right. Know what it is that you're actually selling. Know what your brand is. And the last thing I kind of heard you were talking a little bit about this was kind of do what you know. You came from something, uh, you came from a background and you had that knowledge, but you turned it into something that was yours. Mm. But you had this basic kind of knowledge and they always talk about this, you know, writers are supposed to write about what you know, musicians write about what they know. You don't, if you're a guitarist, you don't go out and play the piano tomorrow. Use a guitar, but make it your own, create your own style. And I see that you've done that very, very clearly with Storywear and it's, uh, the story's just begun. As they yes. say. Well, wow, that's a wonderful slogan. Story where it just began. You can use that one. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Is there any kind of last advice you'd like to give people as you kind of, you know, wander off into the, into the distance today? Well, as um, I think I love to share with people that doing good things can really make money. <laughs> put sustainability into every action that you are making is a key and it can really help the world become a better place. Wow, that's a wonderful line to finish on. Quan, <laughs> it's been, as always, a joy talking to you. Thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you. You can listen to this podcast live on the fourth Monday of every month on ICRT and after that on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Leadership Matters by Steve Parker. You can also check out my social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, everything. We'll see you next time.